0: Hey fantastic fans, I don't have to tell you that you probably feel the most invincible on a tennis court when your mind and racket are completely in sync. I can't exactly help you with your mind today, but I do have the racket brand for you. I haven't really shared this at all, but my vocal tennis racket literally rescued me six years ago when I was at my most vulnerable on court. I'd played with a well-known racket my entire life and my game was at a complete standstill before I tried the vocal C10 Pro. It was almost like a cheesy scene in a movie. You know, that's how in love I felt the first time I hit with my vocal. Vocal supported me with finding my new perfect fit with their highest quality collection of rackets and strings and top-of-the-line materials that ultimately ultimately helped me find my game again. I demoed my vocals right from my neighborhood tennis shop. Or you can even jump online right now and visit their online store at www.vocaltennis.com. That's wwwv olkl And experience how Vocal will make a difference in your game. Check out their arsenal of rackets, strings, and brand new clothing line today. And receive 10% off your next purchase by using the discount code Fantastic 10. Join me in the vocal family and trust me when I say they're pretty fantastic. Hey, Fantastic fans, listen up because I'm about to make your holiday season so much easier. I was searching online and I typed in Fantastic Tennis Gifts, as one does, and the Google gods shined brightly down on my search as I discovered an online store full of fun, inexpensive gifts that you must go check out right now. www.racketinc.com. That's www.r-a-c-q-u-e-t-i-n-c.com. They have everything you need for your tennis-playing husband, sister, doubles partner, USTA teammate, doorman, you name it. I ended up buying a bunch of the coolest antique racket wine bottle openers for stocking stuffers this year. Never seen anything like it. I even picked up a pickleball court mouse pad for my boss because he's convinced he's a pickleball world champion after playing four times, so he'll love it. <laughs> you won't be sorry. Check out racketinc.com and their Instagram page, Inc. today for the most unique tennis gifts this holiday season. Please take your seats quickly, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you.
1: I mean, they always have a big mouth. They always talk a lot. So (laughs) it happened before it's going to happen again.
0: Welcome back, fantastic fans. It's so great to be back with you this week as we prep for the holidays. I wish you and your loved ones fantastic health and happiness. Today's a special episode for us because it's actually our birthday, and we're turning a whopping two this week, which is absolutely crazy. It's been such a whirlwind the past two years, and uh, I gotta say thank you to everyone out there listening because couldn't have done it without you, honestly. We're coming back for season three, and thank you for all your kind Instagram messages and texts and tweets. Thank you for listening and subscribing, and you can also visit our merch store on redbubble.com by searching fantastic tennis and get yourself a snazzy t-shirt or mug or hat this holiday season. All right, let's continue celebrating our second birthday with not just one, but with two of my favorite peeps, as they both just finished outstanding years on tour, one by getting all the way back into the top 50 this year, and the other having one hell of a happy and successful comeback. And I can't wait to get into it today. It's a really fun episode. Let's get to know the offseason with Madison Brengle. And Samantha Crawford. Our first guest had her best season rankings wise in six years as she reached world number 48 in October of 2022. With fantastic wins this season over top 25 players Amanda Anisimova, Ludmila Samsonova, and Ekaterina Alexandrova, she brought her signature brand of grit and grind to each and every match she played this past year. This fall, as well after the US Open, she went on a 15 match ITF winning streak as she'd win three consecutive events. But even more impressive is her culinary skills as she preps for what she describes to be her food Olympics with Thanksgiving right around the corner. Welcome back, Madison Brangle.
1: Thank you, so happy to be back. And that is the best intro I've ever had.
0: (laughs) Oh, Maddie, welcome back. Oh, Let's bring out our second guest. She played her last match at the end of the 2017 tennis season before taking a four-year hiatus from the game to explore life outside of tennis. She made a surprise announcement that she'd be mounting a comeback to the pro tennis world for the 2022 season, which is exactly 10 years since making a huge splash by winning the 2012 US Open Junior Grand Slam event. In just her second event back this past March, she'd make her first singles final in seven years at an ITF event in Naples, Florida, Now that's what we call a successful comeback story. It's the fantastic Samantha Crawford. Hey, Sam. Hello.
2: Thank you for having me. I'm so
0: excited. Congrats, guys. You made it. It's the off season. Voila. (laughs)
1: Hallelujah.
0: (laughs) That's a huge congrats. I mean, that's uh, that's a big deal. Another year in the record books. You know, you just keep going and going and going.
1: I don't know how Maddie
2: <laughs> does it sometimes.
0: <laughs> We're going to get to you, Sam. Don't you worry. But I do wonder, Maddie, after playing all these years on tour, what's your mentality like towards October and November? Do you look forward to the break? Or do you just try to treat it one day at a time?
1: I actually really like the tournaments at the end of the year because like I get into a weird rhythm and I don't know like it's weird the things that I look forward to and I end up like watching a lot of football which I would never do at any other time but like I play my match. I watch my football, I get like the same takeout and I just like get in a routine and I start researching recipes for the off season. So it's a lot of like studying food. Yeah, I feel like you click into a groove and I find it like there's something a little comforting about it and I really like it. But the first like week or two after I finish, that's where I feel a little weird. I'm like, oh, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing? This is so strange. I do keep working out so I can just keep eating at such an incredible rate that like everything's fine.
0: (laughs) 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 <laughs> Sam, how did the body adjust this past season? You know, you're playing full time again. We're going to get into it in a second. But I mean, how how do you feel now after this long year?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, one of my biggest goals this year was to stay healthy and, and not try to get injured as much not that i like try it just kind of <laughs> happens sometimes but and i accomplished that you know i was pretty healthy all year and was pretty smart about which tournaments i wanted to play and making sure i got you know rest and practice in between tournaments so um yeah i'm excited to play even more next year
0: yes you did it guys you're in one piece that's a big deal yeah that is a huge <laughs>
2: questionable on certain days
0: i won't let anybody know how the first 10 minutes of this conversation went before the show started today about all of our like our complaining ailments we're getting old so that's it you know my my throat hurts my hair hurts yeah
1: a lot of catching for 10 minutes
0: (laughs) That's true. I'm an excellent kvetch these days, but it's the off-season, guys. So this is the time of the year that we see on Instagram all the players are on vacation, too. So, I mean, this is fun. You know, Krejcikova is in the Caribbean, and Bethany Maddox-Sands is on her Argentinian food tour, and Storm Sanders just got married. This is it. And you, Maddie, I'm forcing you to stay, you know, domestic because I'm getting married soon and you're coming to my wedding, so you can't go anywhere.
1: I really like, I respect all the people that like they've been traveling all year and they are willing to get on another long haul flight to get to these gorgeous vacations. And I just want to go eat Costco hot dogs. So like there's different kinds of people out (laughs) there. All
0: right, we have a lot to cover today with these two. We have a huge comeback to talk about. We have a move back into the world's top 50. We have a big winning streak to talk about, a fun doubles match that you guys played this year. And of course- Thanksgiving. We have a lot to talk about. <laughs> Actually, let's start there. Thanksgiving 2021. Let's go back to that fun music, the, the ethereal kind of that plays when you're thinking back in the past, like in a movie. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah get into the zone. The three of us are hanging one year ago actually probably this week
1: i think so yeah
0: yeah yeah we're in delaware at the brengel family estate and compound (laughs)
1: that's not that right word it's just like steely's it's steely's house it's steely's compound
0: steely is madison's amazing dog you have to go on her instagram and see these photos of steely it's uh, what what is her breed she's a commodore
1: and she had accreditation for us open this year it's the cutest thing ever so i mean
2: she looked like a celebrity in her picture well yeah
0: i mean she is though yeah she kind of is she runs that house for sure all right we're gonna talk about food in a minute because thanksgiving last year was just epic it was everything but we're talking and sam you just casually mention while we're eating pumpkin cheesecake bites that you're coming back to the tour and i thought that was so amazing. I mean, literally, I lit up, I thought it was so great, because you got excited about it. And your friends seemed excited about it. It seemed like a really cool journey. Congrats to you. I mean, uh, man, what a journey it has been, right? That's, that's a big deal to kind of be off for for four years, the amount of time that you were and then you come back and you're like, let's do this full time. It wasn't even like you didn't even dip your toes in the water. It's January and you're just like, let's do this. Like, we're gonna make this happen. After four years away from the sport, Sam, what were you hoping this comeback experience would be like for you?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think four years, it doesn't seem as long as it was. And then as you start playing like matches again, you're like, oh, wow, like I haven't played. (laughs) But yeah, it was great. I mean, I finally like felt like my knee was holding up and practices and stuff. So and I really wanted to give it another shot. So and Maddie's always been like super supportive. And you know, she just is has like the greatest advice. So yeah, I mean, it's it's something that I think looking back like 10 years from now, if I didn't do it, I would, I would regret it. So that was like a really big deciding factor for me.
0: When you stopped after the 2017 season, did you think you'd play again? Did you know at that point you said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to give something else a shot for a little bit.
2: No, um, it was always a plan for me to, for me to play again. Um, I, I had a really big knee surgery and it it just took way longer than, you know, than I was really expecting to come back, it was going to be a long recovery. um, And then I kind of was going back and forth, because it just wasn't feeling very good. And then I started school and then got a different job. And you know, life just like kind of moves quickly. So (laughs) the next thing you know, I was like, Oh, wait, I should I played tennis before like what happened?
0: (laughs) Yeah, life gets in the way, right? (laughs)
1: yeah i have to sam is about to graduate so massive congratulations to sammy because the amount of school that she has been doing while playing this last year absolutely blows my mind like i'm sitting watching football and like i feel like that's enough for me and she's like studying until one o'clock in the morning and then playing and she has done so much this year like on top of that with the school it's unreal Oh,
0: Sam, congrats. Is it sports management?
2: Um, business. And then I did a specialization in sports management. So. Oh,
0: man, I love it. I love these smarty pants. Gosh, darn it. I mean, can we talk about that moment in January coming back? I mean, we're training. I think when I had got to Steely Estate last Thanksgiving, you guys had just come back from the practice court and everyone was like, man, Sam was playing so good. You know, you hadn't come back to the tour yet. It was November last year. That first match at the ITF event in Vero Beach in Florida back in January. Can you talk about that moment for just a quick minute? Can you talk about that feeling of like, oh, wow, all right, I'm going to, I'm doing this again. Like, this is it.
2: Yeah, that was a really weird tournament because I feel like everything that could have gone wrong like went wrong. <laughs>
1: oh, I forgot about this. Yeah,
2: and I was like, what am I doing? Like what? So it rain- it kept raining like all day and um, they moved all the matches to like two courts because it got dark and only two of the courts had lights. So I didn't end up playing until like 1 or 2 a.m. Uh, and
0: <laughs> Sorry. That's your first match back? Is it one in the yeah. morning?
2: <laughs> and the match before me, the poor girl had match point and like she had a volley on top of the net and the lights turned off. What? And so we're all just standing there like, no. <laughs> so obviously they call let and then um it took like 30 minutes for the lights to come back on and they warmed up to play one more point. And then I was like finally going on after that.
0: The drama, the yeah. drama. Yeah. Sounds like a brengle match. That's what that sounds like.
2: <laughs> I was like, we were all watching it. I was like, yes, I, we're going on soon. And then the lights turned off. No, it's so it was kind of like a weird moment because I, I feel like I had anxiety like building the whole day because it just kept like getting pushed back mm-hmm. and pushed back. And then I, you know, wasn't I wasn't necessarily having the best time like under the lights at 1 (laughs) a.m. Yeah. (laughs) um,
0: Yeah. No, understandable.
2: Especially not like a, you know, a big like slam match or something. So I was like, where am I right now?
0: But the next week though, you go to Naples, right? And now we're talking, you know, you make it through qualifying and you get all the way to the finals. We're talking seven matches you played that week. So a little different from maybe a 1 a.m. match where you're feeling a little, anxious and you're feeling like oh my gosh like this is it and you win that first match and you win the second match and the third and the fourth and the fifth what was that feeling like I mean the hard work that you'd put in really kind of came through now it's like oh my gosh I did it like I won a match like this is cool how what was that feeling like
2: yeah, that, that's funny because like one of my things was in the back of my head. It's like, what if I never
1: win another match? <laughs> Sam, That's just like, my brand. I hear that from Sam. And I'm like, her timing is just such a thing of beauty. I'm like, of yeah. course she's gonna win matches. Gosh.
0: You know, we all go through these matches. I mean, even on an amateur level like me, when you're just like struggling on court and you, and you just don't feel right, right? And someone like Sam, who just has doesn't have a rhythm, and even someone like you who plays on the regular, if you're a little bit out of your, you know, of that mindset. If you don't have that Costco hot dog and that football during the fall season, then yeah, if someone tries to give you like a turkey dog, it's just like, that's not, it's not exactly. That's not the vibe. That's not what that's not my rhythm. Sam, were you happy overall with the year? Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: I think it's definitely easier. Like when you're coming back and you don't have any like expectations Almost, you kind of are like Oh, this is great. And then when you start getting more expectations, you're like, oh no, that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so I went through like phases, but I, I I think I did a really good job of like managing my expectations and taking a step back after like some matches that maybe I wasn't happy with, and you know, really thinking like it's been four years, <laughs> it's okay. So, I know. so overall, yeah, just um, it's been a great year overall. And playing doubles with Maddie was a highlight.
0: <laughs> I mean, there was a particular match I'm going to say that's kind of I love seeing this year. It was a doubles match in Berkeley, California. That you won with Maddie Brang. It was so fun. Maddie, not to blow up your spot, but you've told me several times this year how proud you are of Sam. Yay. And I just love that. You're such a good friend. It was so nice that you guys were playing doubles together, knowing her story and how good of friends you are, and winning that doubles match in California. That must have felt so good. Like, yeah, I'm doing this for my friend. Like, it had nothing to do with you that day. I just felt like, oh, I'm. we were winning this match. It's happening.
1: It was so much fun. And we'd gone across the street because like the day had gotten really long, like matches were going forever. Sam, was that the rain day too?
2: I think it rained like in the morning that day.
1: It had gotten really long, but Sam found this super cute shop across the street from the club and we went in and we just kept walking around and touching things and being like, wow, this is so cute. This is so cute. Wow, this is so cute. And then we found this ridiculously fantastic cocktail book and it started raining just a little bit in the middle of the first set and we brought out the cocktail book on court uh-huh. and we're looking through it we're like, we have to make this one we have to make that one so that was probably the highlight of my year was like looking through a cocktail book with Sam during a match
2: I think didn't someone ask like oh were you guys looking at at like notes notes for the batch and we were like no <laughs>
0: no yeah notes of clover that are going into my hibiscus tea vodka
2: we were looking at the syrups that you need to make these cocktails
0: which you've been crushing by the way on instagram all yeah. week i mean
1: unbelievable i had a different one like every single night and there's only one of them and the one that my mom picked was vile everything else has been delicious
0: man That's so funny, what a funny story. I'm guessing there's a sense of nostalgia though too, because you're playing doubles together. You played doubles back in 2015, 2016. This is cool, right? It's like, and you get your friend back on tour, which is very nice too. I mean, for someone that travels as much as you do, you know, I was lucky enough, I got to see you a couple times this year, but it's just it can be a lonely kind of just like a very autopilot kind of experience sometimes. So it's nice to have a familiar kind of friend and, and someone like Sam like next to you. So that was that was really cool. I love seeing that.
1: We just had so much fun that week. Like we got in a routine with like, quite a bit of Dupat Um, and Netflix and my housing that week was so much fun too. So like, yeah, we hung out and drank too much wine. And we played doubles. And it was fantastic.
0: I love watching you guys together and speaking of love Sam I think you and I both know Maddie pretty well and we know that she shows her love especially her brand of love through cooking a gourmet meal that's just that's a hug to her like that is what can I make you and that's your hug that's my love (laughs) last thanksgiving I want to talk about it because okay. it was an absolute ridiculous meal. I know anybody listening out there, please go follow Madison Brangle on Instagram to see all the fun recipes, all this cocktail concoctions that we we're just talking about. I mean, so many cool syrups and all these cool, weird things with your awesome glasses that you have now. I'm just saying the snake glasses. I mean, come on.
1: Well, they're a vibe.
0: Go follow her on Instagram because she's going to continue. I mean, this is her week. I mean, it literally it's going to be prepping and just nothing but food. If you love food like I do, then yes, go follow Maddie Brangle. Sam, I know you can't make it to Thanksgiving this year, but not to rub it in. Um, I'll be there. Sorry.
2: (laughs) I'm just going to go cry. It's okay.
0: (laughs) Maybe you'll get a FaceTime. Who knows? But I thought maybe (laughs) Maddie can give us a preview. Just an amuse-bouche, we'll say. Just of a little bit of what's to come on the menu for Thanksgiving from Chef Maddie. What do we got, Maddie? What are we looking forward to?
1: okay why don't we just talk about desserts because I'm about the desserts right now I did last year I did this pumpkin cheesecake bars and I think they just have to be they have to come back on the menu and I made them for my very late Halloween party that Sam got to go to and I was like well since she couldn't come to Thanksgiving I cut some slices for her and her boyfriend so she could take home and she could have it on Thanksgiving day like I thought that would be like you can freeze them and they'd be really good so I was like oh this is a really good idea I'm gonna send Sam home with some pumpkin cheesecake bars and And Sam, did they survive
2: the day? No, no. I got here and I was like, they're going to go in the freezer. Like, it's going to be perfect. And then. I was like looking at them and then my boyfriend was looking at them and and then we ended up eating them like within an hour.
0: I'm picturing this moment where you're both staring at the freezer, looking at the bars, like who's going to attack them like a bear. I was
2: like, oh, they're so good right now. Like we should just, and then it it was, that was the end of it. So yeah.
0: Yeah. The same thing happened to me. You sent me home on the train last year with, with, oh, here, take these. And I said, "Oh, okay." And then that was it. And that was.
2: You had a you had a train sack. It's...
0: Yeah, but she knows. She knows she's wicked. That's it.
2: Hey, at least I didn't eat them in the car. I'm so proud of you, Sam. I made it like a few hours. <laughs> That's really good.
0: Maddie, is it easy to cook for Sam? Does she? Is there anything that she doesn't eat? Do you know?
1: Peas. Oh yeah, like
0: peas? peas. She
1: doesn't like peas. Oh,
0: interesting. Peas? No peas. Just random, just because they're mushy.
1: Yeah,
2: I think it's like a. I think like a texture thing, like. Yeah, I've just never liked peas growing up and...
0: Okay. Well, it's good to know this because we're about to play a Thanksgiving game. We're in the Thanksgiving zone right now. Wait, food is on the mind. Okay. We have lots of things to talk about still. Since we have two double partners in front of me right now, I thought we could play a quick food game with Maddie and Sam. I'm going to give you each a pair of Thanksgiving food items and all you have to do is match on the food item you both like the most. For instance, What do you I'll just give you an example just off the top of my head. What do you think was the bigger tennis news story for 2022? If you think Ash Barty retiring after the Australian Open, then you hold up a one. If you think it was Harmony Tan beating Serena at Wimbledon, you hold up a two. Right. But we're going to talk food. We'll skip tennis because we talk tennis all year long because food is really our zone right now. So let's I mean, it was it was two, though, by the way. I think I think it was Serena. I think that was the bigger the bigger news story. All right, let's go. We're going to start if you get three pairs. You win the ultimate doubles partner Thanksgiving food challenge.
2: Okay. Oh, we've got this.
0: Okay. All right. So I'm going to give you a countdown. Three, two, one, and then you show. All right. No hesitations. All right. Let's do this. All right. Here's the first one. What would you rather eat? I think I know this one already. All right. Here we go. Number one, a green bean casserole or two, a sweet potato casserole. Three, two, one. All right. All right. That's good. Oh, we're not a match.
2: I know. I know, Roddy is for sure too, and i am one. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. We can redeem ourselves here on liquid. How about that? Ooh, okay. I feel like this is good. Okay. We gotta we gotta get this match. All right, here we go. Which is better? One hot apple cider or two hot chocolate. Three, two, one reveal. Oh no. <laughs> sorry. Maddie, you need to get it together, come on. I'm sorry. (laughs) You can't rush the food goddess. She's Chef Maddie. This is just her palate. This is it. No one's wrong. This is what you like. It's fine. It's just, we're just testing the waters here. All right. How about, um, are you more of a one, white meat turkey, or two, dark meat turkey gal? Three, two, one, go. Oh, uh, we're a dark meat turkey family. Interesting.
1: I've been trying to figure out one. It didn't happen this year, but I really want to try and get a heritage turkey. I've been doing so much research about heritage turkeys. And one year it's like, if I can get my hands on one, that's what I want for like next year. So it's a totally different ratio of, white meat to dark meat it's much more dark meat the turkeys live like much, there, there's like a whole thing to it but it's also like mm. eight times the price so if I get to use like someone else's credit card then we're getting a heritage bird
0: <laughs> also have we had a deep fried turkey is that something we've had is it we have we no
1: no my dad does the turkey and a lot of people burn their houses down when they do deep fried turkey because they don't boil mm. displacement so that burning hot oil goes over the sides and hits the flames and then people burn their house down. So, you know, I'm not going to deep fry a turkey right now.
0: Was there any other protein in the house growing up? Like, I was an exclusive ham and turkey kind of family. We always had two. You two? Jay?
2: Yeah, my dad My dad always did ham and turkey.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: We're Jewish.
0: Yeah, ham's not ham's not happening.
1: But this year we're going to do a turkey and a brisket.
0: Oh, yumsy. All right, cool. All right, here we go. Oh, Maddie, you have a... Fan on Instagram, the Ray Ray, he says, Maddie, what is your favorite current dish to make? Ooh,
1: I'm gonna say my ultimate crab cakes. I think my crab cakes are the best out there. Um, I absolutely love them. They're so much fun to make. And being from like this Chesapeake Bay area, I think you're you just like you're very very particular. And I think mine hit the mark.
0: Mm. Sam, do you cook at all? Um. Oh, that, there was hesitation there, so that's a no. <laughs>
2: Like once a year. I'm a once a mm-hmm. year occasion.
0: Yeah, same. A cocktail. I can make a cocktail for sure. I'm obsessed with this cocktail making show on Netflix. I finished it yesterday, by the way. So
2: Oh, I saw a preview for that, I think.
0: Highly recommend. Even Even water drinkers out there would appreciate the technique in this. It's really good.
1: I love how creative they get on that show. It's really fun.
0: Well, I've seen you in the kitchen and I love the creativity involved in what you do too, because I've seen you. There's actually a fun picture I took because you came over and you made the most amazing shrimp risotto for, for me. It was absolutely delicious. And I took a picture next to you and it looked like I was chopping something, but it was me chopping air. And I've shown this picture to a couple people and they're like, oh my gosh, look at you cooking. <laughs> with Madison and only she knows the real truth of where I was in the kitchen that day. So
1: I'm pointing down at nothing, but I, I love it.
0: <laughs> oh, I try.
1: Maddie does the same thing
2: for me. I, I like I like do the salad.
0: <laughs> I love it. Maddie, it's time to get into your season because I mean, you not only excel in the kitchen, but you've proven that a player who won her first ITF Pro event at just 15 years old continues to age like the fine wine that Arena Rodianova gave to you famously after the U.S. Open and handed to you in love for your 2020 U.S. Open win. I love it. You've added four titles this past year. Four. Three singles and a doubles. Don't don't forget, her eyes just like, jumped up. She's like, how can you forget about this amazing grass court doubles title?
1: Oh, I did. Oh my God. I t- actually forgot that ha- that happened. That did happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right.
0: You played some fantastic tennis this year. You really did. Congrats on a great season, Maddie. Three singles titles, a doubles title at a, at a 125K event in Italy on grass. Were you happy with your game overall this season?
1: Um, I feel like I went really up and down, uh, during like the European summer swing by the end of it, I was just mentally so fried. So no, at that time I was not a happy camper and then played shockingly bad in DC. And then after that, I feel like I started to like slowly build up a bit more confidence. I started getting happier on the court. So I feel like I went through big ups and downs during the year and that that's okay. Like It's not always going to be perfect and having a little bit of a bad streak does not mean you're like stuck in that.
0: Yeah, I think that comes with veteran status too. Uh, you're very grounded that way that you understand that some players don't get that and that's when they start panicking and the rails come off and it's hard to get back on the train. So I love that about you. Your year started with the strangest of matches. Um, We won't go too deeply into it. But that Diana Yastremska match where she retired 05 in the third set. But hey that's the year that's how it starts and a win is a win and we'll take it but along those lines it must have been the heat right well i'll just that's anyway um along those lines <laughs> that was a fun match actually you uh it was quintessential brengel ball at its finest really you have a fan on tennis Form whose handle is brengel is goat and yes that is truly his handle he loves you you're his favorite player they ask What is the thought process going in when you play a player that hits the ball super hard, like an Alexandrova, who you beat in Cleveland this past year? Is it more just instincts and getting the ball in play? Or is there an active thought process to try and disrupt rhythm?
1: Definitely more of an active, like I'm, always trying to figure it out and obviously I'm not going to hit somebody like that off the court but you can do so much almost like behind the scenes that's making them a little bit more uncomfortable because there's going to be places that they want to play from and places that it's much much harder for them to go for big shots so mm-hmm. always trying to figure it out and make myself stay relevant on the other side of the court I know that's like a weird way to put it but I that's how I think of it is like trying to keep my game relevant that it's not just okay did they make it or did they miss it like there's a lot that i can do
0: mm-hmm. i think my favorite performance from you this year was in my eyes the complete dismantling of Ludmilla samsonova in the second round of miami and we all know what a great year samsonova had this year finishing in the top 20 such a great player really really beautiful game i love watching her play it was pure madison brengold tennis at his finest i was there i got to see you know it kind of unravel and just like how the web the web kind of started it was like just beautiful the way you kind of figured her out and and kind of made it your match which was really really nice. Sam, can I ask since I have someone here that Maddie's played several times, played each other several times in your career. Her game style is so thoughtful and it's full full of scrap and it's full of fight and that's just the way she likes to play. What is it about her game from a competitor angle that makes her such a difficult opponent?
2: Oh, gosh. (laughs) I think, you know, it's funny because I always tell people like, oh, yeah, like me and Maddie played and I think I only won. I won the first time and then I've never beaten her since (laughs) because I think, you know, Maddie just knows like once she plays you she knows how you play she knows what you like and what you don't like and she's just so good at like she said she's actively trying to like make you uncomfortable and you know stay in the match and and her like the way she anticipates where the ball is gonna go is amazing like her footwork and and whatnot and just like her ability to stay in matches too is crazy like watching her sometimes like you literally see the other person like having a meltdown and just like falling apart. Uh, yeah. And I think that gives her like more confidence. Like she loves that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, sounds so evil, but
2: she's not wrong. Like, no, but it's yeah. like, it's amazing to watch. Like, especially, and let alone be on the other side is, you know, tough. But the first time we played, we weren't really friends. Um, and then we kind of became friends after like the second time we played, I want to say.
1: Yeah, in Vegas. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and Oh, well, there we go. What a great backdrop.
2: Right? And, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, even if you ask Maddie, like, oh, she maybe would have played someone like that I'm randomly playing now or even before. And she'll pick up on things that I'm like, oh, I I didn't even think of that or know that. So yeah, I feel like you're just a little encyclopedia of everyone you've played like in your mind.
0: (laughs) I know that's weird to hear Maddie, but you're like, yeah, that's, I mean, that's spot on. I think (laughs) this summer, Maddie, you went on a three consecutive ITF event, win streak, 15 matches and you lost just two sets in that time period too. It was really, really solid, beautiful tennis from you. Thank you. Really, really was. Your fan on Instagram, Fara La 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 says, maybe there was three laws. Fara La 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 says you were able to climb back into the top 50 this year. It was your best season in many years. What do you attribute this renaissance to? And was getting back into the top 50 a goal of yours this past season?
1: Um, I don't, I wouldn't say it was a goal. It made me like It was really cool. It made me kind of happy. But after I had the bad match in D.C., I got some really good tennis advice. And I think that was the thing that kind of like Once I was playing more matches with that thought process, I just felt like I was playing better and better. I had some kind of tough draws. I mean, US Open was a really tough draw, but like I could tell that the tennis that I was playing was really good. So I didn't lose any confidence in how I was going after it. So right after US Open, then the next couple of things that I'm playing, I Mm -hmm. was getting in that rhythm and I felt so much better.
0: Absolutely. Let's, uh, let's end today with a couple fan questions. Cause there were so many for you guys because people love you guys. Uh, Samantha, this one's for you, a fan on Instagram, Dave pulls six asks, Sam, what's your goal for 2023? What are we going to see next from you?
2: Um, yeah, I definitely want to play some more tournaments next year and, you know, still be smart with my schedule, but try to play a little bit more. Um, hopefully play doubles with Maddie. <laughs>
0: Woo! <laughs> sign sign it up. I want to go. I want to be there. Make sure it's like not not in gaiba italy please
1: i know it will never i will never go back to that place
0: there honestly there were so many questions about the itf tour in general i mean the differences between them and i think we mentioned it right now you know you're playing at 1 a in the morning you had i remember talking to you i was actually in italy at the same time i mean we i remember you saying oh my gosh this place is just crazy there's so many crazy facilities because especially you have a lot of tournaments that just host for the first time right they don't really have that those years to kind of refine itself but what did you see this year was there anything crazy the craziest thing that happened at a tournament
1: the craziest tournament was that one that WTA 125 in Italy. Like, there's no way that an in person sight check ever happened. The courts were unplayable. Claire and I had to serve in volley, first and second serve, every single point. Like, mind you, my 50 mile an hour serve, I, no one should be serving in volley. God bless. Like, I got to the net before <laughs> my serve.
0: So it was really like. I think you had that famous insert you, you, on your Instagram. You bounced the ball and it didn't bounce, right?
1: Yeah. I, I still can't believe those courts. But back to like Sammy's goals for next year. We talked about it when you came for my Halloween party is that she wants to play some bigger tournaments. And I think that's fantastic because like for Sam, she has such a good big game that I feel like when she can play the better players, her tennis translates even more. So when she plays top players, she just has such a big game. And I think she can feed off of their pace and that kind of stuff. So like, Mm. I think Sam will have more and more success if she can start playing bigger tournaments.
0: Oh, I love this. I love today. This is so nice. You have a fan on Twitter fanfantennis, tennis. And he asks you both or they ask you both. What was your rose and thorn of the 2022 season? That's a very real housewife style question. What was your highlight? And what was your low light? Sam, we'll start with you. What was the what was the highlight?
2: Oh, gosh, highlight, uh, playing doubles with Maddie.
0: Oh, <laughs>
1: the rain break, and our doubles with the cocktail book because like it was so like oh you know what this is quintessentially us yeah
2: and i was so happy to be at term and sat maddie was at again i was like oh i'm
0: back <laughs> so cool yeah yeah that's really cool that's really really cool was there any low lights then was there any no no that's kind of tough i think for you it's all it's all icing on the cake right it's all cherries
2: there's some traveling that i feel like we both had that we were like wow this is bad <laughs>
1: Yeah, I would say like I was kind of on a little bit of a losing streak coming out of that long Europe trip. And then when I played just an absolute garbage shocker in DC, like, I didn't find the court. I would say that was my thorn if that's what we want to call it that I just like I was so out of sorts.
0: You had some great wins this season too, Maddie. Do you have a, was there a highlight for you this year? I mean, did you have, I mean, obviously you had so many great things that happened too. Was there a match or was there a particular moment that you look back and say, you know what, that's, that was really great. I mean, you talked about that advice that you got to that really kind of helped you propel a, a different mindset too, but was there a particular match maybe?
1: Um, I would say the, the first match after DC, I did not play my best tennis by any means. But like, I went out a completely changed attitude. And I think that made me feel I just like I felt like a human again. So like, but I think changing my attitude on court and what that would have been were we in Toronto or Montreal? We were in Toronto, right? This year, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it would have been my first match in Toronto. I finally felt like a Aww. person again. Um,
0: your last question, Maddie, is you have a fan on Instagram, Daddy Long Legs.
1: Yikes. Love that.
0: Yes, at this point in a successful career, what milestone is left for you to achieve that would make you the happiest?
1: um I think just to retire when I retire whenever that's gonna be and to still love the sport I don't want to leave the sport with a negative feeling towards it
2: I feel like for for both of us like for it to have been such a big part of our lives and most of our lives like you you have to love it there's no or or you're just like psychotic
1: I mean maybe both I don't know (laughs) there's some players on tour that definitely don't love it yeah that's true.
0: That is true. That is true. We do have one last question for you both. It's from your good friend, Catherine Whartonby. Oh, boy. <laughs> she, she asks, ladies, what, <laughs> what Taylor Swift song is most like your 2022 season? Ooh. Oh, God. Is there a song called Slytherin? Does she have one of those? No, she doesn't have.
1: <laughs> um... I'm gonna say we're Oh, uh, that's not about my season because I was gonna say we are never getting back together which like <laughs> that's it that's regarding. <laughs> um,
0: she is anti-hero maybe I don't know uh, yeah Catherine we're not who knows who knows Kat
1: Bejeweled. jewels
0: oh I
1: like anti-hero I like I,
2: Lavender Hayes is like my favorite song still right now on the new CD I'm just gonna go with Lavender Hayes
0: Well, there we go. Look, it was answered thoughtfully, Catherine. There you go, Kat. They actually didn't just dismiss it. They actually spent time thinking about it. So that was nice. (laughs) That's so funny. That's so funny. Well, I want to thank you both for stopping by. My little podcast birthday today, my podcast turned two. So I wanted my favorite twosome here. This is great.
1: Yay! Who
0: knows what the 2023 season has in store for you two, but I do know. You've both been through a lot. So, tennis fans can't wait to see what your next chapter writes. So, ladies, I'll chat with you soon. I'll see you guys very soon. Bye. Bye.